There was once a rabbi sitting and learning in the middle of the night. It was three o'clock in the morning. In the, in the old stetlach, in the old cities, they had chimneys that would often come into a study, come into a room. And every city had a shtat ganav. There was the thief of the city who in order to support his family would break into Jewish homes, take what he needed and go feed his children. And then the next night he would break into another house. One night he had bad mazel and he chose the rabbi's house three o'clock in the morning. He didn't realize the rabbi sits and learns all night. So he slides down through the chimney, which was the most popular method of the ganavim. And he lands right in the rabbi's study. I don't know how many of you have experimented sliding down a chimney. But he comes into the rabbi's office bedecked, covered up with white and black. <laughs> and he's standing there and the Rav sitting over his Gemara lifts up his head and says, Wow, Rabbi Yankel, what brings you into my home at three o'clock in the morning? He says, Rabbi Chabashayla. Rabbi, I came to ask a question. Wow, must be an urgent shayla, three in the morning. What is the shayla? What's the question? Says, Rabbi, the shayla is vikrichmen fundament arois. The question is, how does one get out of this situation? That's the question. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Baruch that's actually the answer to. Thank you, Shnei. Whenever I stand up at such an event, I always ask myself the question, How do we crawl out of the situation? Like many other colleagues and friends, I was extremely uneducated about this topic until... As Ellie just mentioned, people started to come to visit one person after another person, week after week, month after month, year after year, and a picture began to unfold about spirits shattered, shattered, and souls wounded, and smiles wiped away from innocent faces. And tonight, I want to share four brief messages to four different groups of people. A message to abusers or potential abusers, a message to victims, a message to parents, educators, and leaders, and a message to activists. The message to abusers or potential abusers, a new era has began, has begun. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is not only a new era and a new dawn for all of the potential victims or past victims in a funny way. It is a new dawn and redemption for you because how does it really feel deep down in your heart to know that through your behaviors you have snuffed out the soul of a child 
and committed a crime sometimes akin to murder. How does it really feel for you to know that in order to satisfy your cravings or your instincts, you're ready to murder such a deep and innocent part of a young boy or a young girl with effects that may endure for years and may transform their life. Do yourself the biggest favor and reach out for help. Do not degrade yourself. Do not transform yourself into a living monster who will haunt the soul and the life of another person. No more living in the shadows. No more with the deception. No more with hunting down children through sly and clever and sometimes very sly methods. Those times are over. A message to victims. It is clear that a new dawn can be seen on the horizons. The community, as well as individuals, are no more deaf to your cries and to your silent cries. But what we want you to know is, do not deem your life as cursed. Do not define yourself as an eternal and essential victim. Don't see yourself only through the lenses of abuse. Judaism at its core was the faith and the tradition that came to the world to teach human beings that notwithstanding any circumstances that you have endured throughout your life, there is a core quintessential self that remains wholesome and confident, powerful and potent, sacred and happy, divine and secure. And nobody, and that is nobody, can take that away from you forever. We know, we understand, or we don't, how difficult it may be. But don't confuse thoughts of darkness with your essential beauty. We know that those thoughts come back again and again and again to delegitimize yourself, to tell you how bad you are, how horrible you are, how ugly you are. How your life is destined to be a life of misery and inner agony and pain. You will never be able to walk around without the toxicity, without the misery, without the pain. But today we want you to know that that too is part of the voice of abuse. And don't allow those voices victory over the part of you which is far deeper and far more infinite and far more eternal. Do not allow the darkness which is ultimately external and superficial, even if it comes with such powerful messages, to triumph over the beautiful light that shines from your face, from your eyes, from your soul, as you have just seen, as I have just seen a few moments ago. The courageous individual who spoke just a few moments ago. When the, it's fine. To parents, educators, 
teachers, leaders, rabbis, and all people of influence. The message I think tonight is this. Baruch Hashem, thank God, a new awareness has swept through the Jewish community nationwide and really worldwide. People are becoming more aware, people are becoming more informed, people are becoming more educated. Our role and function is to be attuned to the needs of those whose lives have been hurt so deeply. To open up our hearts, to open up our souls. Not to be judgmental and not to be dismissive. Rather to be able to embrace every aching spirit and to be able to show them that we will be there for them and we will be there for them unconditionally through thick and thin. We believe in them, we love them, we embrace them. We will not, we will not dismiss them, we will not judge them, nor will we not believe them. There has been a perception that took root among many, and that is that somehow the world of Torah, the world of Halacha, is fond on covering up these types of heinous crimes. It is our greatest duty today to eradicate that notion completely. The most essential function and objective of halacha. Somebody once asked the great Gaonim Reb Chaim Brisker, Reb Chaim Soloveitchik, was one of the greatest leaders of his time in the early 1900s. What is the primary function of the rabbi? And Reb Chaim Soloveitchik said, Reb Chaim Brisker said, to stand up for those who are oppressed, to stand up for victims who will not have anybody else stand up for them, and that is how he lived. In the Haftarah that we read on Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year in the morning, Yeshaya Hanavi Perik Nunzayin, chapter 57 of Isaiah quotes Hashem who says, you think I need your fasting? You think your fasting is going to make you desirable? What I need from you is that when you see somebody who's hungry, give them food. And somebody who's naked, give them clothing. And somebody who's oppressed and in chains and shackles, give them liberty and give them freedom. And somebody who's suffering and being abused, give them respite, give them peace, give them tranquility as the Prophet goes on. Then your light will shine. Today we have to stand up and make a demonstrate clearly through our words and much more through our behavior that the greatest objective of Torah, the greatest objective of Yiddishkeit of Analoch is not to tolerate innocent people who are suffering and to stand up to aggression, to stand up to evil behavior of all sorts with unwavering conviction. Believing in the unwavering dignity of every person created in the image of God to be able to live a life true to their soul, true to their creator, true to their essence, and true to their wholesomeness. And we are the ones who have to show the victim that you can speak up. Daloi silence. Don't think that you have to take your secrets to the grave because ghosts and skeletons thrive in secrecy. 
They cherish darkness. They cherish deception. Speak up and reach out. We will be here for you. Through thick and through thin. We will stand up for you. That is our prerogative as human beings. Our prerogative as Jews. And our greatest duty is responsibility of Jews who are committed to Torah, whose great objective, as Hillel said, the whole Torah, is not to cause somebody pain that you wouldn't want to be done to you, and everything else is a commentary. That means any halacha I ever learn somehow is a commentary on how to love, cherish, respect, and restore the dignity of another individual. And for those of us who have made mistakes in the past, as a result of ignorance, as a result of really being clueless, let us not be afraid to have the courage and stand up and say, I made a mistake. I apologize. I'm sorry. I did not know. I myself, you're the speaker right here now, did not know for many years. At the last event and at this event again, I express my apology for the years that I was completely uninformed, uneducated, and therefore did not always know how to react, what to say. Let us not be afraid to speak that truth. We're human, we're mortal, we're frail. This has been shrouded in so much secrecy for so many decades. So few of us knew. And if I have to say I'm sorry, it is a delight and a privilege to say I'm sorry. Because when you're saying I'm sorry for a good reason, it makes you stronger. It makes the victim stronger. And it serves justice. And it brings more light into the world. And our primary objective tonight is to recommit ourselves to bring light into every soul, into every heart, into every child. And when we encounter a child who encountered in his or her young life darkness, we want to double and triple the amount of light, the amount of love, the amount of hope, the amount of faith, the amount of confidence. May every activist always remember, we have one objective and one objective only, and the objective is to protect young and innocent children and to make sure their lives are filled with light. Never can we allow an agenda of darkness, an agenda of revenge, an agenda based on anger to define our behavior and dictate our future. We, in order to be able to help others, must go into the light within ourselves and find that point in ourselves that transcends anger, even if it exists, that transcends pettiness, that transcends any form of darkness, and is completely committed to one agenda and one agenda only, and that is to bring light, to bring happiness, to bring positive energy into the Jewish community, into Jewish families, into Jewish institutions, into Jewish schools, into Jewish homes. Happiness is the key. Positivity is the key. Light is the key. 
That is what we want every single child to have. That is the agenda and the exclusive agenda. Heaven forbid that activism in this area should in any way convey disrespect or denigration to the respect of Torah, to the respect of Halacha, and to those who carry the flag of Torah and Halacha. Because let's face it, the reason why we are all here sitting here tonight, after thousands of years of savage abuse and suffering, is only because the power of Torah and Halacha that made sure that the Tselem Aleikim, the divine image and the goodness in human beings, survived all the abuse that our people has endured. To abandon that or even neglect that, even a bit, in our fight for the safety of our future, will undermine our success in the profoundest sense, in the profoundest way. And I want to tell you something, a little vulnerable. You know, so many victims, as Ellie just said, don't speak up till they're 40. Some of them 50. Some of them 35. I know people, personally, who haven't spoken for 20 years, 25 years, 50 years. They hold it inside. They haven't told a soul. But a while ago, a young man in his 30s came, sat down at my dining room table, broke down crying. I already knew. I said, how old were you? He said, eight. How old are you now? 32. Did you ever tell anybody, your mother, your father? Nobody. Nobody. He shared his secret with the devils on promiscuous websites. They were the only ones. And that's not the place where you want to share your secrets. We don't blame them for their silence. We understand a little bit of the trauma. We understand a little bit of the shame. We understand a little bit of the pain that they experience. And for them to speak is so difficult. That's why parents have to be encouraged to speak to their children, to teach their children, to communicate to their children, to have open channels with their children, to listen to their children, to be sensitive and in tuned to the inner voice of their children. But we understand. And therefore, even though as a result of their silence, so much time has been lost, but we understand that trauma causes silence. And all we can do is say, henceforth, don't wait so long. But even if you did, there is still hope. I say to you now, isn't it true? Isn't it true that so many educators, so many leaders, so many parents, so many rabbis, so many people in positions of influence, prominence, and power, have they also not been traumatized as a result of ignorance, cluelessness, fear, misinformation, lack of judgment? Haven't all of us in one way or another way not been affected directly or indirectly, even if completely not to the degree, infinitely further remote from the degree of the victims? Tonight is a night when we together must open a new chapter 
in Jewish life. It's a night that should be dedicated to unwavering commitment, but also a night that is dedicated to opening a new chapter that is based on mature forgiveness for many of us who have been misinformed and many of us who in our own way lacked an education or skills or know-how. And to be able to say to all of us together, let's, let's focus on opening a new chapter and turning a new page in Jewish life. We're together, laymen and leaders, activists and rabbis, educators and therapists, men and women of all communities, all backgrounds and all walks of life. Say, Masha a lot of damage was done. What we want to do now is protect every child for eternity. Help every child who has been damaged. Never allow this to occur again and again, Khalila, in our communities without standing up to it with full vigor and spirit. And let us remember that God will be with us in our work when we will be committed completely to bring lichtigkeit, to bring light, to bring hope, to bring dignity into each of their lives with Avas Yisrael, which will only be successful if it's saturated with Avas HaToyre and Avas Hashem. And with those three loves, we will flood the Jewish world with a type of love that will transform abuse and hate and darkness to a situation where the innocence and the purity of each of our children will be able to shine forever. Thank you very much.